The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. Committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Monday the 19th of August. In your squeeze today, the fatal shooting of Australian Sean McKinnon in New Zealand. Hong Kong's protests continue peacefully. A new boss for Channel 7. And the second test is a draw. This is your squeeze today. Starting with the shooting of Australian Sean McKinnon whilst holidaying in New Zealand. He was with Bianca Buckley, his partner. They were sleeping in a camper van in a car park near Raglan, a surfing town in Wakato on New Zealand's North Island, when what appears to be a random attack occurred. Yes, details have come out fairly thick and fast since that broke on Friday. Uh, The gunman allegedly hijacked the vehicle after shooting uh, shots into it and drove off with McKinnon inside. Uh, She was able to escape Bianca Buckley uh, and ran some kilometres. There's varying reports. Some say she ran a couple of kilometres. Others say she ran up to six or seven kilometres. But to raise the alarm at a local farm uh, and McKinnon's body was then found in the van, which was abandoned about about 80 kilometres away. Do we know much about the gunman? Not a lot. And it seems that the New Zealand courts have suppressed a lot of those details, including his name. What we do know is that he was arrested in an empty farmer's uh, worker's cabin uh, on Friday night. There's a question mark about whether he knew the person who had that cabin, um, but not a lot of details are known about that. Bianca Buckley and Sean McKinnon were engaged. Uh, His family spoken over the weekend, his sister Emily McKinnon saying, the worst was telling their mother, we're just going to miss him a lot. In Hong Kong, protests continued over the weekend. Claire reports they were relatively peaceful. Yeah, talking about varying reports, um, there was a push yesterday to get as many people uh, to demonstrate as possible to show that the movement still has widespread support. Uh, Some reports say that there was just over 100,000 people protesting. That's what the police say. Organisers say there were up to 1.7 million. So there's a fair degree of variance In that, no doubt, some cameras will do some nifty work and tell us exactly how many people were around, particularly yesterday. But yes, peaceful protests, which were in stark contrast to what's gone down over the previous weekends. China, of course, has been very active in the last couple of weeks uh, with threats, uh, and it was important to organisers to show that uh, they still had a lot of support and that they could do it peacefully as Mm. they push for more freedoms there. On that topic, some coalition MPs yesterday expressed their concern about the influence the Chinese Communist Party has on Australian university campuses. This follows a number of clashes between pro-Hong Kong and nationalist Chinese demonstrators in Melbourne and Adelaide over the weekend. Federal Education Minister Dan Tian says that the government takes uh, foreign interference incredibly seriously. In fact, they've just uh, passed some uh, legislation around that quite recently and he said that they were working with the universities on that issue. An international news wrap now and starting with some pretty ugly scenes over the weekend in Portland, Oregon. 
Yeah, 13 people were arrested there. There was a uh, far-right rally in Portland that had been previewed throughout the week. Uh, That's led to left-wing anti-fascist demonstrators who are known as um, Antifa coming and and really being a counter-protest in that city. Uh, It was something that the city uh, was really worried about over uh, the week and it seems that Donald Trump has also uh, expressed his views saying that he believes that those uh, far left-wing anti-fascist groups ought to be looked at more closely and potentially ruled as domestic terrorists. An Islamic State has said it was behind the bombing of a wedding hall in Kabul that left 63 people dead and injured more than 180 on Saturday. That makes it one of the most deadly attacks this year. The Financial Services Royal Commission is back in the news, Claire. It's been a little while since we've Spoken about this? Yeah, it feels like a million years ago, doesn't it, that that Royal Commission wrapped up. But in fact, it was just February and Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg has already had a fair few uh, jibes aimed at him about dragging uh, his feet on those recommendations that came out of it. Uh, There's 54 recommendations that were directed specifically at the federal government for them to take action on and uh, a roadmap apparently will be released by Frydenberg today that will deal with about 50 of those uh, to be resolved in the coming 12 months. Look out for that. Big news in media on Friday. It was announced the boss of Channel 7, Tim Warner, had resigned. Yes, that's the latest big move in the Australian media landscape. There's been a lot of changes uh, in the last sort of piece of time, you know, things like Channel 9 buying Fairfax and we know that um, it's a challenged uh, landscape and challenged industry there. Uh, Rumours, of course, are that that financial performance of Channel 7 is what's driven Tim Warner out and we'll know a bit more about that when they release their numbers uh, the last uh, for the last financial year tomorrow. Uh, no guessing who's replacing him. It's already been announced. James Warburton, who actually formerly worked for Seven before defecting to become the managing director of Ten, uh, will take the job. More recently, he was the boss of Supercars. A little bit of sport now, and the second Ashes Test has ended in a draw. Yeah, and for a match that's ended in a draw, it, it has garnered and probably will get a bit of attention uh, before the yeah. next test starts a bit later this week. It was a very very fiery duel between our former captain Steve Smith and English fast bowler um, Jofra Archer that really commanded a lot of attention yesterday. Uh, lots of plaudits for both of those players for their skill, but it was Smith that came off the worst for wear. He had a very painful ball to the arm, mm. but uh, a couple of overs later, uh, a ball from Jofra took Smith out. He hit the deck after copping a ball to the neck and it was a fairly scary scene there. Yeah, tough to watch that. He was checked and and continued to bat, but then woke up feeling groggy, wasn't cleared and and wasn't able to play uh, overnight. We'll see if he's able to take part in the next test match to start in three or four days. And in rugby, Australia were looking for the win over the weekend to take out the Bledisloe Cup. Weren't able to do so. We went down to New Zealand 36 Neil, Claire, what's the subject line? Subject line today, I've got a bit of J-Lo from Monday morning. Um, You've got to get on the floor. That, of course, goes to Steve Smith, who hit the deck quite hard. Okay, there you go. Bit of cricket, bit of J-Lo. J-Lo and cricket together. (laughs) (laughs) It's an unlikely pairing. 
unlikely combo, yep. but that's what we're, we're about. We're doing that today. <laughs> um, huge thanks to everyone who is striving or has achieved squeeze head status. That's something you receive from us when you hit five or more referrals to say a big thank you. Your unique tracker in your Squeeze Today email will tell you how far away you are. Our subscribers telling people about us is the number one way we grow. So thank you again. That's it from us this Monday. Have a good one and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. What are you?